Welcome back to another episode of the 2AM podcast. Today, I am bringing to you. You're bringing? I am bringing. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we enter the facility and this is how we talk now? <laughs> it's just how we do it. We have some of our hosts in the front at the reception. They are uh, Pakistani, so they have influenced... When they talk to us because we're Arab, they roll the R's and stuff. So, and then, you know, and repeat and cleanse. But we were just talking to him. And I guess that R was still there. <laughs> just a total different mix of languages. Yeah, dude. Um, well, I wanted to create an episode today that's revolving around the exact thoughts we were having last time. Oh, we're going to do like a part like a two. Part two. Okay. You know why? Hmm. Because it did pretty well. And I think that was probably one of the most real we got in a long time. And it was very necessary to bring out, um, I think, that side of our emotions, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, if you notice, males today aren't, we don't have a, a circle of, you know, um, emotional wellness or anything like that. Nobody really likes to bring things out. Everybody just tries to shit on the other or compete. All the time, right? There's mm-hmm. never like a shared feeling of like, let me hear this guy's story or, you know, let me relate to someone or let me not relate and let me just try to empathize, whatever the case is. But I came across a video on TikTok and, you know, most videos on TikTok, I'll just usually watch like 10 seconds of so I'll just keep swiping. But in this particular case, there was a guy that was saying, you know, man, Every time I've wanted to end my life, I just haven't. And he's like, but let me explain it. And he goes back and he's like talking to a room full of men. Okay. And these, and then you look at these dudes and they're all just like crying. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And if you look at every single one of them, they all look macho. They look more alpha than the other, like every single one. They don't look like your average, like little kids or anything. And they're all in a shared room crying. And I'm like, that's what got my interest. I'm like looking around and I started being like, okay, what is he talking about? So now I've focused on the guy. And this guy was telling his story about how he was at home one day and he lost his entire family in a car accident. I actually, I, I've seen this video, yeah. Yeah. And the way he was saying it was, was very humbling, right? He was saying like, I have to live through the pain, man. And the pain sucks. The pain sucks. It lives with you every single day. But that pain is the reminder that I miss them and I still remember them. And I need that because it keeps them alive in my mind, you know? Um, It really kind of opened up my heart to just be like, dang, dude, we don't have any of that. Why does it take such a tragedy for people and men specifically to really open up, you know, to really share or say, hey, man, I got you or I feel you. Um, because to relate to someone, you need, you would need to empathize, empathize in some sort of way. Right. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with that? You know, why, why do we shy away from that? It is relatively rare to find that in uh, groups of men. I think that's just because we naturally gravitate towards a different way of relating to each other than women do. Mm. I really do think that, but I do also think there's value in that. 
if you can have a space to open up about those things, especially hardships, there's immense value to that. Of course there is. And I think anybody that denies that is probably not comprehensive in the way that they think. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the approach, um, if you look at like your immediate friend group, for example, your approach to something serious would always be made fun of, for example. And that would probably be the most common case is how do you, how do you establish the introduction of what you want to say so people can take you seriously? That's kind of the hard part that I'm trying to study right now is to how do you uh, condition a conversation to be like that? Mm -hmm. You know? What I've noticed is that as you get older and you're around a tribe that you've been, been with for a long time, like childhood friends, when something serious happens, like um, let's say an old school friend passes or something of that nature, it's very interesting how a lot of the guys start to open up and just like appreciate things a lot more. Gratitude probably rises. Yeah, it, it has to rise because or you, you understand. don't know what's in front of you until something tragic happens and you go, dang, do I need to hold on to these things, for yeah. example. You realize what's in front of you. It's crazy, bro, because even the way we take risks in life, we're always willing to take a risk. We, I think you were mentioning this last time, uh, to me at least. Or I, I can't recall, but anyway, I heard this and I was having a conversation with somebody and the risk of that we take, are, we usually think of risks as like, you know, investments or, you know, buying a car, getting a good rate, whatever the case is, and, and it be beneficial and probably generate you more because that's what an investment is, right? Mm-hmm. But then we don't think of the risk we're taking when we step foot outside the house, like it could be your last moment, you know, that could be your, you can get into a car accident tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And so it's like a, it's a different type of risk. So when I, when I see people saying like, I don't, I don't like to take, take risks with opening up, you know, in case I get made fun of or whatnot. It, I think we're viewing a risk differently. You know what's interesting? This? Yeah. That's actually a great point. Just the word risk in general. For men, we're more likely to take physical or mental risk as opposed to emotional risk. Mm. Because I don't think we've developed that, in general, we haven't developed that capacity to to be in touch with our emotions and, and understand how the emotional realm is, right? So I can see why a lot of guys don't lean into that area because they're not used to it. And it is a skill after all. You have to continually practice opening up and, and expressing your, your emotions in a certain way. But in general, culture and in society does not cater to that. It doesn't tolerate it either. It feels like it doesn't tolerate it. Yeah. It, or it makes you feel like that you think it doesn't tolerate it. It's weird because we've always reserved vulnerability for a woman, you know? You're like, yeah, that's the only person that would ever, see, you know? And then lately... But that's the thing. It was when I saw that video, I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a beautiful thing that they're doing because everyone's being very transparent and everyone is connecting. Um, not mentally anymore. It's straight up emotional. 
Mm-hmm. And to see everybody just go like, you know, the guy wasn't crying, but everybody else was crying. They were just like, wow. It's almost as if they didn't know what the hell they had in front of them until somebody says something that deep. And uh, I think we need to do more of these types of connections. I've been hearing a lot about like the relationship duo where people, they check up on each other once a month. You know, usually these days we're quite busy. You know, everyone's kind of busy in their day to day, taking care of themselves, the health, um, working and all that good stuff. Right. To keep that up is a lot of work. So I think the monthly check in, you know, between you and your spouse is a wonderful thing to keep the health of your relationship up. Um, and then I started thinking about it in the opposite sense where, you know, the boys, the boys, you know, think about it this way. When I was 23, 24, it was very hard to say to another guy, Hey man, love you. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just not natural. It, it really isn't. And you're like, mm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm used to saying it. And like, I love you was just meant for your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight up, you know? Um, and it's like, no, dude, I think when I saw that, I was like, dude, this is what society needs. We need to just stop shaming the fact that, you know, real things happen and torture is torture. It doesn't matter what degree, but if you're going through hell in your mind, because that's where most pain is for a guy, it's in your mind. We can dude. we could definitely handle broken bones. You know, getting stabbed if you survive, you know, whatever the case is, we will tolerate pain, but there's one pain that we cannot tolerate and it's the mental state, right? If you start going chaotic, uh, God help you. A lot of us come back and I feel bad for the ones that don't. Um, yeah. And that video is a great example of how a shared emotion and an understanding an empathetic understanding just transcends any label that we have. Mm-hmm. So man, woman, yes, there are differences in regards to gender, but eventually you, you hit a point in your maturity where it's just like none of this bullshit matters. You just want to connect with, with people and then have a shared experience. And yeah, yeah. It's like with the little time we have, we have to make a count. That's how you start thinking. And that's what got me to start thinking about the risk we take every day without thinking of it as a risk. Every time you drive your car, you're taking a risk that this could be the last moment. Every time you wake up, this could be the last moment. Every time. It could be anything, man. Like, how many times do you hear about someone dying? And you're just like, how? And they're just like, oh, they were just laying in bed. Mm-hmm. What happened? Oh, we don't know. It was just his time. You know, like in Islam, we just say it was his time. Like, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Okay. And then you could do an autopsy and we call a cardiac arrest, but... But at the same time, it's just his time. Um, there's another story that I heard recently too. And I don't know why, but a lot of death has been like in the story for me lately. But uh, my mother actually was telling me this. And she's saying there was a very common thing that was happening in the Middle East where someone would die, okay? And because someone was grieving so hard, they died because of that grieving. Mm. That makes sense. That's happened a couple times. Uh, I have one example that I know of. There was an old, he was an older gentleman, older than me at least. Uh, used to go to the mosque on Fridays. I would see him. He was a great guy, dude. He used to pass out flyers and do all this good stuff. Okay. And 
one day he passes away. And everyone's like, what? Like they're in shock. You know, like one healthy dude has uh, kids and a family and everything and a wife. And his mom, he was like his mom's love. Like she loves her son so much. Okay. She was overseas at the time. When she heard about that, she was grieving for about 11 hours in such pain to the point where she passed away. That was like, what kind of level of love do you need to have for you to kill yourself internally? Mm -hmm. Shut down system. That's insane. I've heard that with couples, couples who have been together for like 30, 40, 50, 60 years. One passes away and the other has no idea what to do. They don't know how to process that grief and it's just their time as well. It's like vile corrupt. Boom. It's, it's crazy. The bond is so strong that you just terminate life right there. Without you terminating life. It's just, it's just, I guess, I guess these people just don't have anything to live for because they've created such a strong bond with each other. I mean, in your older age, I think that's a beautiful way to go out. Yeah. Very weird world we live in. There's been a lot of uh, eye-opening things lately Yeah, to me. What was this thing about, um, hmm. you wanted to bring up like the side of, of women from our last, last episode? What was that? The side of women? Like what, oh, what did you, yes. we even discuss last episode? Well, it was more like... Uh, from the last episode, we, we were talking about specifically men. And uh, I did bring up a point after. I was like, man, I, I wish we spoke on, like, you know, the women's side of the social media that we don't see. You know, we're mm. men. We both, me and you, all right, I'm a man. You're a man. We have social media accounts. And when we scroll, the things that are catered to us are going to be much different than the women's side. I just did not think of that part. And what's interesting is I was talking to a girl and she was like, oh, you should see the things that get thrown into our face. And she's a pretty logical woman, like, you know, and she's, she was saying like, if you look at these posts, sometimes they push narratives to where you're, even you're asking questions, you know? And it's like, I wanted to kind of do something where we, I don't know, kind of go through social media someone's a girl's account on social <laughs> the perspective media of a woman. what kind of, you know, narrative is being pushed mm-hmm. in terms of husband material, guys, men, how to approach life, the things that you should prioritize as a woman, you know, things like that. Uh, I think, I think it would just be interesting. And I thought I would be just shocked in general to discover these things. So I think we'll probably leave that for another episode where yeah. we would literally just touch on that. We'll invite a woman here, <laughs> a female. And What's uh, a female? What is a female? I have no idea. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, today's episode is more like an itch for me to talk. I've been, we've been just yeah, wanting to talk, honestly. And it's like, the last conversation we had, it was very serious. And it needed to be said on our end, I think just because of the things we've dealt with and uh, the things we continue to deal with mm-hmm. I'm trying to th- daily basis, but I'm trying to think of other angles that we can cover um, this whole idea of, of men, I guess, not being able to open up. Well, just men in general, I think the problems within men today, you know, like last time we covered, like not being lazy, not, not working, you know, fixing your mindset, that kind of stuff. 
this one's more like coping with the nearest thing that you can consider love, which is your bros. Mm-hmm. You know, like your wife will tell you she loves you, but your bro will tell you the universe is nothing without you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a little bit, there's two different, they're both love, but it's different. It's much okay. different. Yeah. One of them can do something about it. The other one is just stating something. Mm-hmm. So I believe that men for men can do something about it. You know, we can show more with that because as we are inherently uh, providers, right? We love to give solutions. I hate to say this, but most women do not take our solutions. Keep the same cycle on repeat, you know? I can tell you I get rid of your headache, but you still have that headache. <laughs> Why don't I have headaches? Well, that's something actually, like, I've been dealing with that or wrestling with that. Because our minds are so logical and we seek solutions, we think that's the uh, answer for everything. Mm-hmm. But I think with women in, in, in a, the context of a relationship, that's not the answer. Usually the answer is to listen and to be there and to be present and to make sure that you're fully into it in just allowing her to vent because it's so natural for us to give an end. Oh, you have a headache here. Take this, take that, drink some more spring water, do this. Well, that is how we are wired. And I, and that's right. And which is why I say the love for a man, like a bro, like a bro type of love, like I got you means I got you, Mm -hmm. you know, this is way different. And it's because you know the solution would most likely be accepted and you'll start seeing change and you're like, dude, I'm proud of this guy, you know? It's a different kind of uh, approach to, yeah. to opening up your heart. And uh, with this episode, I just kind of wanted to say, like, don't shy away from that. You, in fact, you need more of that in a balanced way, of course, because you still want to be the rock that you are, you know? You want to be the support, the ending support for everybody and you want to be the provider for most things, if not everything. Uh, but you still need support. Yeah. That's, that's the silver lining here. Exactly. You are still a human being who needs support. You're not infallible. You're not perfect. A rock still sits on earth. Yeah. And then, you know, keep it going Mm -hmm. throughout the whole universe. So it's like, we need to stop acting like Superman (laughs) completely. And I mean like, you know, indestructible. Okay. Because it gets to a point where you would need support for you to be balanced enough to provide and keep supporting. Mm-hmm. And that's why I found that video interesting is that that room was full of men. Okay. That could probably beat the living shit out of you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're all like six foot seven, dog. Yeah. And uh, they're all crying. And I'm like, okay, that's, that is interesting. I'm not saying go ahead and cry, but I'm saying that room in specific, the things that were being shared, you could feel the love way more than you would feel out of like the notebook or some romantic film or the best relationship on earth with another spouse, whatever the case is. It's different and you don't see it very often. So when I saw it, I saw that it was very unique and it was really well needed. And it reminded me of my relationship with my cousins Mm -hmm. in general. Arabs are communal. They're really caring people. They want to make sure that you have everything and and whatever. They'll give you the last piece of bread before they have it themselves, you know, that type of person. And I remember back in high school, like, if if they were like, oh, I love you, or they'd give you a hug or, like, kind of, like, kiss your cheek or whatever, just be like, "Mm," you know, whatever. Like, love you, bro. Have Have a good flight, safe flight, whatever the case is. You would look at that and be like, dude, I was trained to think that was gay. 
I was gay as hell. Yeah. And that's why I always go back and say, travel more. Bro, if you look at Italians, ah, mm, you, know, you made it. Arabs did that too, They're except happy, on the cheek. Yeah. You know, they are happy you're here. So they show it and they don't, they're not scared of showing it, you know? And that is what true manhood is. Is that you don't shy away from things. You are balanced, even with that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, true masculinity is definitely holistic. Mm-hmm. And I do suggest that a lot of young guys cry in front of people that they're, yeah. you know, and might be uncomfortable in front of. But Get used to it, man. You have to get used to it. That's, no. a, that's a boundary you have to push. Think about it this way, okay? Hans Zimmer is a really great musician. I just saw one of his string quartet uh, candle light thingies last night. Super cool. I did cry once, but it wasn't like crying, like sobbing. People think like crying is like. (laughs) It's like one tear rolling down your cheek. No, no. It it was just like watery eyes, you know? And maybe one tear in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Great. Oh, I was crying. Oh. oh. But what did that? Do you ask yourself what did that? First of all, it's the way your brain is interpreting the music. And the music is hitting a note in a certain kilohertz that is messing with the emotion. So a great musician like Hans Zimmer will do that. So if they're going to play Mufasa dying from Lion King, you're going to roll up in tears. People think it's the scene itself. But turn off the movie, like turn off the screen and just listen to the music. You still know what it's connected to. Mm-hmm. Your heart knows at least, and it will trigger that. And that's how you see it. It's something you cannot control sometimes. So that's why I say get familiar with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, sometimes you'll, dude, you'll cry from joy, bro. I remember the first time I went to Universal. Yeah. Universal Studios. I've been dreaming of going on like that tour when I was like eight, nine. I was just like, why am I crying? But I wasn't crying. It was just like my, my eyes were just teary. <laughs> just emotional. Yeah, but look at how you interpret it. You're just like, I'm crying. I can't be, I can't be a little bitch. No, no, no. I can't show my parents. Mm-hmm. And that's the programming. Yeah. That I think uh, a lot of society contributes to. And that I've only seen that mostly here. United States of America. Hmm. Very interesting. Why do you think that is? Well, we don't like to be communal. That's one reason, yeah. We like to be individual. You know, my family first. If you think about it, this is what the pandemic did in my eyes. People want to hoard and shelter things in their house, and they want to make their house the best base they can ever imagine, and only loved ones are the ones they care about, technically. Yeah, like fuck the rest of the world. Fuck the rest of the world. So that means when I leave to go get a roasted chicken from Costco, all right, it is my road until I get back home, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's so real. That's kind of all I wanted to say today, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just want to hear your thoughts on that, but I'm done talking for now. Like, I've had a pretty intense past two days. I don't know if you can see it in my eyes or not, but... You can see a tear rolling down his cheek right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just like baggy eyes. Listen, bro. bro, it's okay to open up. You don't have to... Bro, I love you, You don't you, have man. to keep things in. I love... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much everything I have to say. Shorter, shorter episode today. Yeah, dude. It's a much shorter episode, but I feel like this is a good update episode. I want our audience to get familiar with, you know, if it's a shorter episode, that means it's a very important thing that we must ponder on. Yeah. It's not like this podcast is not for everybody to just listen to it and just be like, oh, I like their voices and this is that. But like, there are some things to take out of it and some things that you don't need to debate. You just need to think about. That's kind of all we ask. This podcast has substance. And if you did enjoy this, please follow us on Instagram at the 2AM Podcast. Follow us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast. Also, rate us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
We're available on all major streaming platforms. Please tell your family and friends and uh, consider this episode a wanderer one. Hmm. Let your mind wander. And with that, we will catch you next time. Peace.